Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season four, episode four, Prison Blues. Ooh, how edgy. All right, let's read the episode description. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. After Stan is arrested for tax evasion, Grace and Karen timidly visit him in prison, but Grace is so moved to help her worried friend that she moves right into Karen's apartment. Meanwhile, as Stan's attorney, Will struggles with stage fright when he babbles during an on-TV news interview. I think these descriptions have gotten a lot better at really describing the whole episode. I think yes, but they've gotten a lot worse at describing the details. That's true. There was that one a couple weeks ago where it was just like not correct. Mm -hmm. Well, even in this one, like Grace isn't moved to be a good friend. Karen asks her to stay over. Yeah, that's true. Like she does move right into Karen's apartment, but she (laughs) isn't like moved by friendship. She's like, okay, Karen, I guess I'll move in with you. Yeah, because Karen's all like, lazy the night. <laughs> <laughs> like hiding behind doors and stuff. Right. So, But yeah, so let's let's talk about the episode. Well, I think it's interesting that it's the prison blues episode, quote unquote, because while all of the plot lines are sparked by Stan being in prison, mm-hmm. we really don't deal with that in any really concrete way. Yeah, we get one scene in the prison and it's mostly grace being kind of nuts Mm -hmm. and going in with karen to visit stan because we can't ever actually see stan right and then will giving his tv interview and it's a disaster (laughs) like this scene lasts for like less than two minutes right like it's just the pre-credits scene basically yeah it's very short so and it's it's a clever way to start the episode because you know you have an inciting incident that uh forces all four of the characters into two different directions um Mm -hmm. but it's, it's just interesting i think it's it's very typical of Will and Grace in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a show where it does multi-episode arcs very strongly. It's not a show where, you know, we see a lot of tertiary characters in great detail. I mean, it makes sense that Stan's plotline is really a springboard for ideas versus an idea in and of itself. Right, yeah. It's much more of giving Karen a concrete plot than Stan being in prison being much of a plot. Right. Um, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about Grace and Carrie in this episode. Yeah. So, so I think they get to be the A plot. If, you know, if your husband's in prison, you know, and you're thinking about it, A plot. Yeah, I think that they're the A plot. Um, it's, it's a really interesting plot because we see Karen really struggling with wanting to be vulnerable, it seems, but mm-hmm. not really having the skill set required right. to do that thing. You get the very real sense that she's never this open with anyone. Mm-hmm. Except maybe Stan. But, like, her relationship with Stan is always kind of an up-down thing. Right. I also found it very interesting because the show tends to paint Karen as closer to Jack. So I thought it was really interesting yes. that the pairings this episode were Grace and Karen and Jack and Will. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Grace being there as, like, the emotional backboard for Karen was interesting. It was a choice. Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm going back to my memory of episodes we've seen in the past. And my instinct is that when Karen, like, really needs to open up, she always calls her girlfriend Grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Karen's just having, like, a little bit of feeling or is, like, you know, wants to get rid of a bad feeling, she calls Jack pretty consistently. Yeah. I mean, we even saw that a little bit in the Revivalist past that's what week. Was, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah. Although in this past week's episode, the person she does kind of open up most to is... Will, I guess. I think that's pretty consistent with the original episodes. I mean... Yeah. Uh, it, honestly, in this episode, you know, she asks Grace to be there for her. Mm-hmm. 
but does not in any way really open up. That's true. She just kind of literally wants a warm body to stay the night, which mm-hmm. I guess makes sense. If you are a married person who's used to having a spouse there, mm-hmm. it would be a really big adjustment to suddenly not have them available to you. Well, and, uh, you know, if Karen really does care about her husband, the out of the other three characters, the one who resembles her husband most is Will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think out of the four... Are you calling Will fat? I'm calling Will a straight man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, out of the five total, I think that the one who's most like standing is Rosario, which is a whole different can of worms. (laughs) But I think think that makes sense then that Grace is used in this way, where she needs to be a little bit more emotionally vulnerable, Mm -hmm. but she does not want to open up about it. Yeah, so... And Grace gets that. Yeah, so they kind of immediately assume this slumber party position. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) pajama party position yes pajama party position you know what i meant yeah but yeah so it's then the plot kind of takes a turn for the comical as it often does on will Mm -hmm. and grace and grace immediately adjusts to like this lap of luxury life in casa de walker yeah as we're talking about it this episode is starting to remind me of that really early season one episode i think or maybe early season two uh, where Jack moves in with Karen for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ooh, this is so amazing. And we kind of get that from Grace's perspective now. Yeah, so like she wakes up and she's in bed with Karen because mm-hmm. they were having a pajama party. Right. And literally Karen is getting like a mani-pedi in bed mm-hmm. and Grace had like one leg like flopped over Karen. Yep. So she's getting like a one-legged pedicure. Except it's not a pedicure, remember. That's just what her t- no, toenails actually look like. <laughs> no, no, no. A pedicure is just getting a treatment on your toes. Oh, uh, I don't know what these things are. Yeah. Like they didn't I just thought act- pedicure always included a painting. No, no. Oh. They can just like shape and clean and Maybe I polish. Pedicure. I would hate to impose that on someone. Why would you want someone strange to touch your feet? Anyways. It wouldn't be ideal, but I mean. Not important. But yeah, I mean, but we you know this because Will and Grace like to get Manny Petty's together. Do you think that Will was painting his nails? He's not that. Yeah, good point. Good he's point. not that comfortable good. in his sexuality. Good point, good point. Um, but yeah, so then we see just like this kind of snowball out of control and like within a few scenes, like Karen is like shocked to discover Grace like out Karening her. Mm -hmm. Like she is taking a bath and kicking her out of her own room (laughs) and there's, um, recurring segment how the fuck is grace adler still employed we see karen literally walk in and be like grace shouldn't you be at work because i know i should be (laughs) which is really funny yeah but um yeah like grace is just like completely embraced karen's lifestyle to the point that she has become an asshole yes which is and then it's great because then you guys see later on where uh karen and rosario are like how are we going to fix this? They're plotting this in the bath, by the way. Which, which is adorable. Which is adorable. Like, I just love the idea that, like, Karen and Rosario just take baths together in a <laughs> totally not gay way. Right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Their friendship is beautiful, and I'm having a lot of feelings about it, especially in the wake. Oh, that was an awkward <laughs> pun. <laughs> in the wake of the of the last revival episode. Yeah, I mean, admittedly, we, we do get a lot of synergy out of these uh, revival episodes, and this week's not an exception. You know, this is a really big Rosario episode where, not really big, but, you know, moderately big Rosario episode for the original show. Yeah. And it comes right after the fall finale of the revival where we find out that Rosario has indeed passed on. Yeah, and it was really sad. Like, I cried. I was... Mm-hmm. I'm very rarely moved by situational comedy, mm-hmm. but the scene with Karen, like, kind of, like, saying goodbye to Rosario, like, really got me. And yeah. 
So it was kind of nice to like have some relief from that to see them back during like the good old days when they're mm-hmm. just hanging out, plotting how to get Grace <laughs> out of the house. Right. Like, well, and you don't always see Will and Grace, Karen and Rosario acting like best friends. Mm-hmm. So for me, at least, it was kind of sweet to see that so shortly after the revival episode. Yeah, but they eventually come up with a very good plan to get Grace out of there, which is to literally throw her down the stairs. <laughs> it works. <laughs> Problem she, solved, leaves. she leaves. Problem solved. Hooray. I think it's also uh, interesting with this plot line that it is more on the funny side and less on the serious side. Yeah. Um, that makes it more of a counterpoint to the revival episode we just saw. Yeah, where it was like, there, the funny bits were like, few and far between, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, it was a really emotional episode of the revival. Right. Whereas this episode seemed to be going on the more emotional way, and then Grace just totally, like, cuts that off by never leaving. Right. Like, it's like Grace is a good, supportive friend for, like, two minutes. Right. She's asleep then, for most of it. Yeah. So most of that time, she's sleeping. <laughs> Which, you know, that seems about right. Right. But, yeah, it's it's really interesting. It's, like, almost a little frustrating to see that they couldn't quite mm. get there with the emotional part. And from my perspective, don't tell me whether I'm wrong or right, but, I mean, they could be building to that. You know, Stan's still in prison. Like, in theory, Karen could feel things about that at some point. Probably won't. Probably won't feel any of those things. But she could. Yeah, that, that seems like a possibility. <laughs> Maybe she could have feelings. I don't know. I can neither confirm or deny that Karen Walker has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> so, following that awkward statement, that seems like a good time to segue into the second half of our episode <laughs> this week, which is uh, Will's intense stage fright in front of the camera. He's, camera fright. He's very camera shy. Yeah, there you go. That's what the word There we go. For. We got there in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like... What are words? <laughs> Let's just say words together until we get them in the right order. Okay. Camera. Camera phone. Stage. Stage camera. Stage camera. I don't think we're doing this right. I think you're supposed to say one of the words I say, not just another word that pops into your head. Camera. Oh, we're not free associating? No, we're not free associating. Oh, I thought we were were doing psychoanalytic therapy. No, we do the thing where we link the words together until we come back to what we want. Mm. Hmm. Anyways, so Willow's camera shy. Right. And it's comical like really bad it's bad like at one point it genuinely sounds like he is saying boise yes I, like it's a safe word and he's I trying to get out boise um yeah it's bad i wrote down a couple of the uh more pathetic ones <laughs> at one point he's trying to talk about like stan walker's alleged whatever the hell uh, alleged guilt alleged whatever the hell that's the legal term yeah and he says instead mr guilter's alleged walk instead (laughs) of mr walker's alleged guilt so he cannot handle himself in front of the camera he's just absolutely he's a basket case he's a disaster well then it's on the news and then like jack is like watching it over and over again (laughs) it's like a viral youtube video before youtube Mm -hmm. like Somehow Jack has recorded this and is just sitting there delightedly in the TV nook, <laughs> just like reliving it. And then Will does this weird thing where he like pulls on his ear when he gets nervous. I'm just like, what happened to you? Like, who touched you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Why has no one loved this child? Um, so Jack actually offers a pretty good solution to this. Yeah, problem. Jack is, again, the smart one. I'm loving this trend. He's so, like, Why don't I take you to my acting for the camera class. Yeah. Like, and Will's like, this is a ridiculous idea. Wait, what? Yeah, he's like, that's ridiculous. Why would I go to a class that teaches you how to talk on camera when I can't talk on camera? Oh, I see it. <laughs> and admittedly, it's not a great 
class. No, the class itself seems sort of like some sort of like crunchy granola hippie feelingsy class mm-hmm. instead of like an actual acting class. And it wasn't actually that funny. I, I hate to say that, but like it wasn't yeah. a funny segment. It wasn't. Like it essentially I loved it. Don't get me wrong. I loved it, but like it wasn't it didn't have me laughing. Yeah. Um but essentially we get this acting coach person called Zandra. Zandra. Not, Zandra the Great. Not Sandra. Zandra. Zandra with a Z. Not Sandra with an S, because no. Zandra with a Z goes nuts. Like Liza Minnelli. Right. Get it? Yes. Um, I get it. Anyways, so uh, basically, like, she gets these people up on, like, a tiny stage mm-hmm. and gives them no script. Or anything to act. And it's just like, I want you to apologize to someone you've wronged. I guess I, I'm having trouble seeing how that even makes sense on a, for the camera. Yeah. Like, what are you, are you apologizing in your deposition? That would be kind of funny. Right. If that was the setup and that was on camera. Um, but to do it without a script or without anything is just unusual. Yeah, it seemed... Good setup. It seemed interesting, but, like, it seemed like... I don't know that an afford-the-camera acting class would immediately go to improv. Right. And, like, deep, gut-wrenching, emotional improv, not even, mm. like, funny improv. Like, what if you improv a monologue about your soul? Right, like, Okay, no. Zandra. So, like, first we see some, like, w- blonde girl get up there and just, like, sob for five minutes, <laughs> and that was really sad. Yep. And then Jack goes, and Jack can't apologize. Jack does not know how to apologize. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I take that back. That was really funny. Yeah, so Jack is just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, like, Zandra's just like, who are you apologizing to? And he's like, I don't know. Because (laughs) Jack, being Jack, has never felt remorse for anything in his life. So that was kind of funny. But uh, it it kind of go- drags for too long, and like yeah. then the sobbing girl looks at Will and is like, he's really not in touch with his instrument. Which what the fuck kind of weird ass thing is that to say? But then Will is like, oh no, he is. I've seen him dial a phone with it because earlier in the episode, like Jack unholds a phone call from <laughs> inside his pants because. The call is coming from inside the pants. Like, literally, basically, like, a TV reporter, the same one who interviewed Will, and Will made an ass of himself, calls, and it's like, we want to schedule a follow-up interview. Mm -hmm. And then Jack's like, he'll take it. And Will's like, no. And then they chase each other around the apartment. And Jack genuinely puts the phone in his pants. Mm -hmm. But can apparently hit buttons with his penis, which is just impressive. Yeah, I'm I'm impressed. Is that, is it like kegels? Do you think? I mean, you can move your penis when it's in your pants, like... He was just having, like, just the right spot. Like, it's not like Mr. Fantastic. What is Mr. Fantastic? Like, from Fantastic Four? He's the one who can move his body and stretch it in weird directions? Can he do that with his penis? I don't know. You tell me. I've never seen the Fantastic Four. (sighs) I'm just going to put my head in my hands for the rest of the episode, I think. It's right here. It's nice and safe here. I'm not a haver of a penis, but I would assume that it would be difficult to dial a phone with your penis. Not if you're Mr. Fantastic. Okay, but assuming you're not some kind of mutant (laughs) or whatever the Fantastic Four are. He's a mutate. It's different. Is it? It is. There's no N. Is it because Fox doesn't own the rights to that? No, it's because... You know what? This is not important. (laughs) 
I mean, it's very important. We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> we'll explain But Tess will never listen to me, regardless of how well I describe it. So I'll explain it later. Hi, Eliza. Eliza came to say hi. Say hi, Eliza. That's the sound she just made. Sure, yeah, that gassy wookie noise. Say hi. She hates you. She hates you so bad. <laughs> but anyways, so then the whole acting class kind of culminates with uh, Zandra putting Will up on stage to make him apologize for some to someone he's wronged on camera. Spoiler alert, the someone is himself. Yeah, he just like gives this really heartfelt apology and you're like really feeling it for the first couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we cut away and when we return, he is curled into a ball, sobbing into the red... Like stage <laughs> curtains with like a box of tissues that are all crumpled up and he's just still crying and it's weird. Yeah, it stopped being acting like a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, it's just, but then somehow his stage fright is cured. I guess he's just really tapped into himself. He just well, got... he's apologizing for like all the classic Will Truman things. I guess that's true. Like, he, he's apologizing for, like, expecting himself to be perfect. And mm-hmm. I guess in some way that could help to, like, solve the, like, intense self-worth issues that mm-hmm. might be contributing to his stage fright. Well, and think about it, too. It's, it's not just, like, acting. It's acting on camera, like, where you're presenting, like, you are presenting a version of yourself that's going to be preserved forever in a certain sense. You mm-hmm. know, you you want to present a very good version of yourself. That's I, true. As a... Borderline Will Truman myself, I totally understand. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Did you apologize to yourself and sob a lot when you were on the local news? No, I should have, though, maybe. Maybe next time you should Next time I'll do that. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, the end of the episode, we have Will being very proud of his on-camera performance. Mm -hmm. And now he is watching it on repeat and just very (laughs) impressed with himself. But Grace is home, and she's just very unhappy that she no longer lives in a mansion. <laughs> and she just literally, like, looks around, and she's like, this place is a dump. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> I actually, I usually don't love teas or anything like that, where, like, the episode ends, and then there's, like, a bit of Will and Grace in the apartment. Uh-huh. But that one really kind of won me over. It was just kind of funny, because it was, you could see a little bit of the writing, if not the acting, was making fun of the characters a lot. Yeah. Like, and it was, it was really well done. Yeah, I thought that it was kind of, like, not quite meta, but, like, almost a little bit, where it was, yeah. like, commenting on, like, how they've both been kind of, like, a joke all episode. Yes. And so that was sort of funny. It kind of undid some of the, like, like, you could walk away from the episode and think, like, oh, like, Will Truman's, like, really tapped into himself. Right. And, you know, Grace has, you know, really been hurt by this. But then, like, he comes back and, like, they're both, like, right. clearly still bad people. Yeah, like, Grace is still self-centered and so is Will. <laughs> And we're all happy back to start. Yay. We're all in this together. Bam. Sitcom restart. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's all we really have to say about this episode, unless you've got any spectacular nuggets of wisdom. I don't have any nuggets of wisdom. I did just kind of want to just say out loud that we won't be doing a Will and Grace live tweet this week. Yes. But that's because there won't be a new episode of Will and Grace this week. Yeah, so we're getting a little bit of a break from Will and Grace because they are on their fall hiatus so that NBC can air Thursday Night Football. Yeah, I could live tweet sports. That could be funny. Don't do that. No one wants that. (laughs) Literally no one wants that. Um, but anyways, they will be returning for their holiday special, which I believe is December 5th. Mm-hmm. That sounds right to me. We'll confirm that in show notes, um, which I think is a Tuesday, not a Thursday. But Yes, we... I do remember that. I thought that was interesting. 
but we will plan to live tweet that. Yes. It's kind so. of like going back to the old days of Will and Grace, where you never knew what channel or what day it was going to be on. Well, it was always on the same channel, but it was never on the same day. What about the dark episodes of Will and Grace, the secret ones that aired on ABC? Those, those... Sorry, you're not going to cover those? The secret ABC episodes? Honey, what are you smoking? <laughs> what I don't know, happened? but it's really great. Is there great. a gas leak in our apartment? <laughs> like, I am sitting right by the vents, so I'd be the first one to know. You know, I realized what, what I th- one of the vents that I thought was in my bedroom is actually like a laundry chute to the basement. Oh, that's cool. But I would never use it because no, I, I don't recommend. know where it would lead. You would not do that. Do no. not recommend. Yeah, but I was like, why can't I see light coming out of this vent? Oh, because it's to the basement. <laughs> Tally-ho! Clothing? <laughs> well, now that you know this in very un- important detail about our apartment, I think Matthew should tell us where you can find us online. <laughs> so if you'd like us to tell you more details about our apartment, you can ask us in many places. I would recommend our Twitter feed, at NotACoupleShow. We're on that the most often, so we'll be able to slide into your DMs with that information very quickly. Mm-hmm. Tell you all about that laundry shoot. Mm. If that's not your preferred social media source, you can always try us on Facebook. You can look our show notes up on Medium. And we are also on Tumblr. And you can also send us an email. You can email us at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so uh, thanks so much for listening, you guys. We hope that you enjoyed this week's episode. And we'll see you next week. Yep, I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hello, Eliza. Meow. This week's episode was brought to you by Zandra's Acting Therapy. We're not here for acting. We just want to catch the truth.